Hey there, and welcome back to the Etsy Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey, and today we're talking with full-time online entrepreneur, Scott Volker. Scott is a good friend of mine, and funny story, I actually started my online selling journey learning from Scott when he was teaching people how to sell on Amazon FBA. I actually owe a lot of my early success on selling online to his podcast and his step-by-step -step process and how to be successful selling online. So thank you for that, Scott. But uh, overall, he's been selling online for over 10 years and he's built multiple million dollar brands that he's sold, that he he's kept, but eventually I think he sold them all now. But now he's directing all of his, his experience towards his wife's Etsy shop. And it's super fun to watch because they did like $40,000 in revenue in two months, shortly, just shortly after getting, getting more serious about the shop. So in today's show, Scott shares tons of that, shares tons of insight that he's personally using to grow their shop to be a six-figure Etsy shop and beyond. Here's a clip from today's show. Me and I was talking to you a little bit when we first got started and I'm like, well, the numbers are good, but I mean, they're not like Amazon numbers. And you're like, yep. yeah, but you know, like for a lot of people, like this is good, like to make an extra thousand bucks a month or $10,000 a month. Uh, when you're talking to Amazon people, uh, you know, they're talking 30 to 50 K a month. Yep. Now with that being said, that's a number, right? Yeah. That's not profit. And yep. You know, when people are talking those numbers in the Amazon world, uh, they always talk usually top line uh, yep. and they don't Revenue. tell you that like they made a hundred grand, but yet they, they actually took home like five, five or grand. 10 percent of that because yep. all the other money went back into inventory. We have an awesome episode for you guys today. This podcast is brought to you by Everbee. Everbee is the growth tool that helps Etsy sellers to find winning products and get more sales. Okay. With Everbee, you can see the revenue estimates of a product. You could see how many monthly sales a listing is generated. You can see the tags that that listing is using to drive their SEO, actually get those sales. You see this keyword search volume that people are actually typing in, you know, in the search bar. So you can actually understand what people are actually searching for. And then you can actually understand what they're actually buying. Okay. It's a tool you guys need to be using to grow your business. Sign up for free, everbee.io. And yeah, let's jump into today's episode. Like you coming on, spending the time. I've been following you from the Amazon. You have such a history in the e-commerce space. And now you moved over to Etsy and you've been like crushing on Etsy and you're super involved with the Everbee community. But I think it's like a perfect time to kind of introduce you and me talking together and kind of like share your story a little bit to to the audience. So man, like tell us who like who's Scott Volker and how did you get to Etsy ultimately? Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's a it's a long story, but I'm gonna make it as short as possible. Yep. Um, but you've been in my world for a while because uh, I think when you and I first um, started talking is because I, I requested to join your Etsy group. And I think you saw that I had joined and then you reached out to me, I yep. think, and said something along the lines of like, hey, I was a longtime listener years ago. You kind of, you know, were the one that I started listening to when I was getting into Amazon years yep. ago and whatever. And um, and then that's how you and I kind of uh, started to to kind of discuss like how we kind of came across each other's paths. But um, yeah, I mean, going way back in the day, I mean, uh, you know, I got married real young. I was 21 years old. Uh, I was a contractor, never graduated um, college, never went to college. So I, I graduated high school, but I never went to college. Uh, straight out of high school, just started a uh, trade and, and went to work for my father's construction company. Thought I was going to own that company one day. And I found out that my father and his partner really didn't get along that well. And um, it wasn't looking good for me to own the company. So started uh, seeing the writing on the wall 
And my wife and I decided decided to uh, start a photography studio, which by the way, either of us knew anything about photography or how to, uh, you know, to be a photographer. But uh, my, my wife was really good at, you know, she had a good eye. And uh, so I said to her, I said, well, let's just give it a go, you know, because we were into getting our kids pictures taken and we seen what a hassle that was sure. and uh so this one studio close by to us it was the name of it was country studios and uh, they were like a high-end studio and uh we went in there one easter and we saw that there was lines out the door it was very very expensive but they gave you like a free eight by ten to get you in the door and we ended up spending a couple hundred dollars when i swore that i would never spend more than like 25 sure. $50 on a photography session. Um, and we did. And so then that's kind of what kickstarted our, our idea as far as to do it. So we did it. We're doing it on the side. I was still working full time. And, uh, and then I started to, uh, become like the marketing side of that business. And within 18 months, I left my job. I literally wow. gave my two weeks, left my job. And, but then from there, that's also what got me interested in like editing. Cause back then we weren't even doing digital up until about two years after we started, that's when digital started to kind of come on the scene. There wasn't digital cameras at that time. That's how long ago it was. It was, uh, you know, just, you know, you were point and shoot, but yet it was, you know, you had a medium format or you had 35 millimeter and, uh, that's what we were doing. So we were running film and then digital came and I started learning Photoshop, learned it out of a book and actually can't see it, but it's on my shelf. That was the nice. book that I bought. So this thing's about four inches thick and it was $64. I think it was, and this was Photoshop six. So if you want to go back and see how old Photoshop six was, it's a long time ago, but this book has made me millions of dollars, this book right here. And it cost me 65 bucks. And the reason why I say that is because kind of going back into my story, I started the photography thing that led me to marketing, that led me to editing. I learned editing through Photoshop. And then I started an online business where we started to teach people what we were doing in photography and okay. within Photoshop and all of that stuff. And I turned that into a six figure uh, business that again, we kind of graduated out of the photography studio, like in-person people yep. and we started teaching online. And then that's what kind of got me into the online game. And then Amazon just came about because, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. So I was kind of dabbling and stuff into just a whole bunch of different things, mm -hmm. uh, just cause that's what we do as entrepreneurs. And yep. I started to hear this thing about private labeling and I launched my first private label product. Uh, gosh, when was that? 2014, I think it was. And, uh, that product, uh, that I first launched went on to do over, gosh, probably close to a million dollars and it was one product. Um, but then we started to see the writing on the wall there and there was a lot of competition coming in and all that stuff, but I also started a podcast from it. So that's kind of how I kind of got into everything. And then yep. Etsy was just kind of like, all right, I sold my e-commerce business with my partner. Um, I was going to take a break, take a little time off, just podcast, do my thing. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, my wife started to dabble in Etsy and, um, it's part-time just kind of on the side it was a little creative outlet for her. And I said, you know what, let me, let me kind of get in here with you and see what's going on with this yeah. Etsy thing. Use the marketing kind of brain, right? The strategy, the the, the finance yeah. part of it. The, yeah, exactly. And then you put your kind of creative juice on that side of things. So, yeah. okay, so, so you did that. How's it going there? It, it's going well. I mean, uh, again, it's different than Amazon. So Amazon, when people are when when people are getting started on Amazon, they're looking at numbers like uh, selling a hundred units a day of something. Yep. 
right? Like a hundred units a day. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to be able to get there. And on Amazon, you can get there with a hundred units per day. Uh, and I don't want to say easily, but there's a lot of products that are doing that. There's also a lot more competition. There's also more risk because you're buying inventory and yeah. all of that stuff. Right. Uh, with Etsy, there's less risk to me because we're doing print on demand. Uh, mm -hmm. we're actually right now also getting a little bit into the digital side again, cause that's kind of my background. I mean, gosh, yep. we were into photography for years with digital stuff. Um, and, um, and we're starting to see how we can hybrid that with our current brand, uh, which we're experimenting with right now, but it's going really well. I, you know, I, I say it's going well for me. And I was talking to you a little bit when we first got started and I'm like, well, the numbers are good, but I mean, they're not like Amazon numbers and you're like, yep. yeah, but you know, like for a lot of people, like this is good. Like to make an extra thousand bucks a month or $10,000 a month. Uh, when you're talking to Amazon people, uh, you know, they're talking 30 to 50 K a month. Yep. Now with that being said, that's a number, right? Yeah. That's not profit. And yep. you know, when people are talking those numbers in the Amazon world, uh, they always talk usually top line uh, yep. and they don't I tell mean, you I that like they made a hundred grand, but yet they, they actually took home like Five or 10% of that because yep. all the other money went back into inventory, you know? So yep, absolutely. And you don't, have the, you don't have the inventory issues with, with crown demand, obviously with that. And, um, oh. and there's so much we want to cover in that. And I know like be sensing sensitive of time there. Um, thank you for that story, the background. Yeah. Like you're also like in our Facebook group, right? The everybody Facebook group and you're posting all kinds of stuff and you're adding yeah. tons of value to a bunch of people for, for free. And by the way, we appreciate that. And all the, everybody in there like loves it. Um, yeah. You're sharing numbers that's so helpful for people, right? You're, you're sharing like numbers, like what you're done, like last revenue, like in the revenue last 30 days and last th 90 days and all that good stuff yeah. for the people that aren't in there and they haven't seen those numbers. Like, what have you guys done? Like, give us like some sort of number to kind of go off of like, how, how have you done last 30 days or this last year? However you want, however you want to say it. Yeah. 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 So, so, okay. So when we first, I say we, my, when my wife first started, I wasn't even involved. Yep. Uh, and she's, I think her shop has been open for two years, but we really didn't put our foot on the gas until about this last July, August, okay. I would say. So, um, when she first launched, I think the first year she did like 20,000. Okay. It was okay. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, okay, that's cool. Proof of concept that works. And she wasn't doing much. Like I think she might've had just under a hundred SKUs, you know, like a hundred products up there. And they weren't all like individual products. It was like, you know, maybe five products of one design or something like that, you sure. know? Um, but yeah, so did like 20 K and, uh, and that was pretty good. It got me interested. Uh, and then this past year she was at about, I would say close to 20 in July up to that point. And then that's when I said, let, let, let me get on board here. And we did. Um, and then in just those, um, in those two months, we did 40, wow. you know, and I was yeah. like, whoa. Right. But be totally transparent with everyone. You know, the minute that you get out of fourth quarter, your sales are going to drop. Like sure. they're just going to. Right. And that's kind of what we're working on right now is how do we get those sales to be more consistent? And I'll be upfront with everyone. Like, this is not my full-time gig. Like I am not building my, my Etsy thing to be my full-time thing. Now, will this turn into a, a six figure uh, business? Absolutely. will. 100% yep. it will. And I can say that with, with the most certainty because we're going to be working on this, you know, my, my wife enjoys it. So she's going to be working on it, you know, 
in her spare time. And that's what she's, she's actually, she was just over there a minute ago, creating some new, new designs and uploading right now as we speak. Yep. But it's almost like going back to my photography days. Like when we were in fourth quarter, our, we always built up to those last three to four months and that would carry us for about four months. And then it would start picking up again. It's kind of how it is with Etsy, depending on the market that you're in. Yep. Because you are, I'm telling you right now, like if you are listening to this and you're thinking about getting started, like get started now so you can get all the kinks worked out. And then when you're ready in July, start backfilling for the holidays and then your holidays will be amazing. Um, that. That's super you know, practical. I appreciate that more yeah. than you even know, right? Like that's what, there's so many people that are listening right now are brand new to Etsy. And when I say mm -hmm. brand new, meaning like maybe they, maybe they opened their shop a year ago. They yeah. still are brand new. They haven't really dove, dove deep and they haven't really picked a niche. They haven't picked any product. They don't really know anything about anything. They maybe listed a few things. Yeah. They just watched a TikTok video, a YouTube video, and they, they made something, which is great. That's awesome. They got started in doing something and it took some action. Now let's give them some direction if you don't mind. Cause I know that you're really the, the king of this, mm -hmm. uh, in helping people like kind of give them direction and then they can run with it for a little while. And then they, you know, they can pick their head up and go another direction. But the point is sure. you preach something that's uh it's it's repetitive you, you say it and you like you 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 peg yourself to it and it's basically to pick a niche and mm -hmm. basically to serve an audience can you talk a little bit about that strategy versus the general store sure can, can i also say something too that i know that we're going to hear we're going to get people when i say what you just said niche I, i'm not going to say niche i'm going to say niche and I, I get a lot of people that go no that's wrong i actually have a facebook post that i put up that I linked to that. So we might do that in the show notes just because I think it's funny because <laughs> nice. I get people on YouTube now, I'm not even kidding, Cody, that they're, they're like, it drives me insane how you Americans don't say it right or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably not right, but it's the way that I've said it for years. I'm going to say it that way. I'm not going to change now. <laughs> so it. I'm just, I'm just saying that. Okay. <laughs> um, you be you, I'll be me. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny. I did. I linked over to a post and it was actually, you're both right. There isn't actually, it was brought over and it said that it, then it was, uh, you know, said, you know, by the Americans and then it was, it got all messed up. So anyway, it's, it's hysterical. Clear. Anyway, got it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you're, you're right though. What I see. Okay. So when I came into this landscape, okay. And, and everything that's going on, I'm coming into this thing with someone that's built e-commerce businesses. I've built brands. Uh, and I see what it takes to build a successful business, yep. bottom line. Okay. Uh, I see there's a lot of ways to make extra money out there and you can do things, these little side hustles, right? And this could be a side hustle, no problem. But I see a lot of people, they're just trying to jump on the hot product or the trend, right? They're going to use Everbee and they're going to find the best selling product and they're going to go, I'm going to make that. I'm going to copy that. Right. Yep. And I'm going to go ahead and I am going to be as, as successful as that person is. And the problem with that is, is number one, that product that's doing, let's just say it is doing a hundred uh, units, uh, not a day. Let's say it's doing, let's say it's doing 300 units sold a month, which is yep. pretty good. Right. Yep. You gotta, you gotta sell some product to compete with those people because the way that the algorithm works in any platform, I don't care if it's Amazon, Etsy, eBay, anything. The one listing that's getting sales is going to get pushed by the platform, period, bottom line, right? So what you what you want to do is you want to find products that serve a niche. So this way here, what we can do is we might only get two or three sales every few days, 
But if we have a whole bunch of products and then eventually we start to get known by the algorithm as we serve the, the fishing niche or the hunting niche, then we're going to start putting up products and we're going to start showing up more because again, they're not as competitive, but we're also known for this. Um, the other thing is, is, and this is what a lot of people don't think about is I want to have a customer come in my door. So I always explain it this way. Imagine you have a brick and mortar store. You hear that little bell go off, ding, ding, ding. And you're like, oh, customers coming in. Hmm, come on into my shop. They come into the shop. Do you want them to come in and just walk around and go, oh, there's something over there. There's a bass fishing shirt over there. There's um, some candy I can get. And oh, over there, it's like a general store. Yeah. Or do you want someone to walk into a Bass Pro shop where they walk in and they're like, this is my spot. This is like hunting. I'm going to walk out with some hunting stuff and then I'm going to go to the shop. I'm going to go to the checkout counter and I'm going to throw a couple other things in my cart and sure. you're going to walk out of there spending more because there's more things that are for you. Yep. So that's what I'm always looking for is like, how can I create more products for that one customer? That's the bottom line. Like I am building a, a brand for that customer. So this way here, I can increase my cart value. Okay. It's, it's so much easier to sell to the customer that already bought. Does that make sense? Absolutely. does make sense. And, and now, you kind of hit on it a little bit, but it's basically you have a repeat customer rate at that point. So you have a higher repeat customer rate 100%. in this way and which will increase your lifetime value. And for a lot of the new, the, you know, new Etsy sellers or new people won't really understand the value of that quite yet. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing it out there so you can kind of know that it's, it's existing and you can look it up later. Um, but the point is higher repeat customer rate is always better, right? Like sell to the same person, two times, two products, two different occasions or more. Well, and, and here's the other thing. And this is, again, and this isn't talked about, and th this is what's crazy, Cody. So when I started, when I was thinking about getting into the Etsy thing and starting to share with what we were doing, you were like, you got to do it, man. Like you, you just got to do it because, you know, you do, you explain it in a way that makes sense, Yes. but it's business in general. Like any business that's going to start from zero, if someone was starting it and they were business savvy, they're going to be looking for, okay, how do I have a long time value customer? How do I get that? Well, here's the other cool thing with Etsy is we have, let's say that we have a shop that caters towards fishing and hunting and outdoorsy stuff, right? Well, let's say they came in and they bought something. Maybe it was just a, even like a gift for someone, right? But it's related to bass fishing or fishing or whatever. So they buy that product. Well, now maybe while they're in there, they also favorited my shop. Okay. They purchased. So now because I can collect that email, which by the way, guys, you can collect email addresses now through Etsy. They have an integration that's through Aweber. And basically the minute a customer buys something or someone buys something to a customer, they can get ported over, over onto your email list. That's another side benefit there. Yep. But the cool thing is, is that let's say, for example, you, they buy something and they've maybe favorited your shop. Well, they've got history with you now. So now let's say that you add something to your shop, a brand new product. They're going to get a notification in their Etsy feed that says, Hey, you know, this hunting shop that you were just at maybe a month ago, they just launched or they just, uh, you know, opened up a new product or launched a new product mm -hmm. um, or they've got a sale going 20% off this week. So all of these notifications can start happening in their feed. But if they just bought something from you, bass fishing shirt. But yet that's the only thing that you sell in your shop about bass fishing. Everything mm -hmm. else is all random. 
it's not going to really matter to them. No. They're like, oh, cool. Okay, great. Whatever. You know? So that's the other cool thing about when you have products that, that cater towards that customer is it's not just that day. Yes, they can buy more while they're in there, but they can also be notified when you have new stuff or you get restocked. Let's say that you run out of inventory and then you get new inventory, you upload it, you put it in there, you tell you say, I've got 20 more right. of these. Boom. All of a sudden they're going to get a notification. They got new stock, right? There's all yeah. of these things that can happen that people aren't taking advantage of. And it's what happens when you are building a brand inside of one market. Okay. So the action items that we're trying to give people here are- Makes sense? Absolutely, man. Like, um, so action items that we're trying to give to somebody here is basically like to think about an audience that you want to serve, such as like a hunter niche, right? The hunter, the, the hunter just in general, and you could sell them multiple <laughs> products to that hunter, right? Maybe it's a mug with a hunting mm -hmm. thing on it. Maybe it's a shirt with a hunting thing on it. Maybe it's knives, right? Maybe it's a hat, maybe it's pants, right? And maybe it's like a, a picture, mm -hmm. right? Of a deer on the wall, anything like that. But basically it's just serving the same type of audience mm -hmm. repeatedly. 100%. And I always tell people, like, think about it like this. If you can create a shirt, not that you're going to sell this, but if you could create a shirt that says, I love fill in the blank, right? Mm -hmm. I love hunting. I love fishing. I love knitting. I love gardening. I love whatever. Fill in the blank. Those are good signs that there's probably an audience there that is buying things either for someone that they know is like an avid gardener. They're like, ah, oh, she's out in the garden again. We're going to buy her a, you know, grandma garden gift. Right. Um, so those are some things to, to look at. Now, some people will look at this and this is where your tool comes in really handy. And I've done a bunch of videos on this too. And I posted them on YouTube is like, how do you find demand for a niche? But also how do you find demand for products? Mm -hmm. Right. Because people are like, you know, I did everything everyone said, but I'm not getting any traffic and I'm not getting any sales. Mm, let's go ahead and see if there's actually people searching for that on a regular basis. Maybe not, right? Maybe not so much. So what I like to do is I like to use your tool, which I use it daily, by the way, probably too much. Um, cause I got to get other things done, but I'm in there. Right. And I'm always looking at the demand. So it's either the, the demand for the niche that we're going into, or once I've established that, and I know that there is, then I'm going to what I call niche stacking, which is basically where I'm going to take some of these, these shoulder niches, these sub niches, and we're going to start bolting them on. So let's say that you're saying, well, I'm going to go into fishing. Well, maybe fishing isn't enough to get you to where you want to go. As far as your target goes, yep. like you, you might want to make $5,000 profit per month, but fishing might not be able to get you there, but maybe hunting, adding hunting will, or maybe adding bass fishing and deep sea fishing and all of the other types of fishing, fly fishing, all of those, maybe that, that will get you there. So I don't think that people should go so narrow. I think they should give themselves room to sure. be able to go out in some of these, these, uh, you know, these shoulder niches versus it just being you're, you're only going to focus on kayak bass fishers, fishermen, you know, or fishing people, you know? So we want to make sure that we're not going too narrow, but we also don't want to be like, we're just a gift shop that, you know, sells gifts for all different occasions. I love it. I totally, totally agree with all that too. And, um, let's, let's shift gears for, for a second. Um, there's so many people out there that are just starting up, starting out, starting out on Etsy. They've maybe have a tip 10, 10 sales, maybe zero sales, zero to 10 sales. And they're kind of in this like valley of despair, right? Where they're like, they're having a little bit of success, but they're not really like seeing it like take off. Like they see on the YouTube videos, TikTok videos, all this good stuff. Right. 
they're having like a little bit of like um, discouragement. They're discouraged, right? They're they're uncertain that they're on the right path. What would you say to that person? Maybe has ten sales, but they don't really know what to do next. How would you encourage them to move forward? Well, first off, I would have them make sure that they're doing the research and they're validating that there is demand there, because you can keep doing all the work, but if you don't, if you don't look for the demand, then you're going to be probably be just making products that aren't going to sell that much. Okay. So we have to fix that problem first, right? So if we were sitting down or having a cup of coffee, I'd flip open my my uh, laptop, I'd pull up, you know, whatever you're looking for as far as like what products you're selling, whatever, and I'd pull up Everbee and I'd start looking at the numbers. I'd look at other people that are selling similar stuff, not the exact product, but similar stuff. I'd be looking at how many times it's getting favorited. A lot of people don't realize that favorited thing there that you've got built in there, that's a sign that people are actually touching that thing. They might not have purchased it, but they touched it. So that to me is another piece that's that's a, uh, a demand piece. Uh, the other thing is your visibility that you just added. We can look at that um, as far as, or I'm sorry, your views. Your views is, is the one, not yep. the visibility. The, yep. the views shows me how many views that thing has had. How old is the listing? How many sales does it do per month? How many sales has it done in total? So those are things that I can look at for um, making sure that you're not sitting on a product that just isn't going to sell, right? Because there's not enough demand. So I would just want to check that stuff. If we've checked all that stuff and you're like, yes, there are, it's just, I'm, I'm early. Then I would suggest creating more products. Okay. okay. Create a design, create, you know, something that you can then leverage and put it on more than one product. So you get more pieces of real estate out there, Etsy real estate, or more lines in the water. Seeing we're talking about fishing here. Mm -hmm. So we can put those lines in the water, get more of those out there, make sure that we're doing our basic SEO stuff, you know, that, you know, your title and your images and all of that stuff, making sure we're doing that. And then to be quite honest with you, I would, instead of going to Starbucks and getting your Frappuccino for five bucks, I'd take five bucks and put it on some, some Etsy ads. That's what I would do. And then- I we can really tell because now we're not waiting for SEO. We're going to get put there and people are going to see it and we're going to be able to see if we get clicks and if we get sales. And then we can start to, you know, see what might be wrong. But we got to make sure that that demand's there first. And then, okay, that's perfect. Thank you for that. And so that gives somebody an action, actionable item, right? So if you're not doing that, start there, right? Just make sure you're doing research. And then, and obviously you're going to have, a, have to learn a bunch of skills along the way, right? And that's where you have to be curious. Don't expect mm -hmm. to just because you did the research part, like it's all going to fall in line and that's all you have to do. It right. doesn't stop there. It's right. Scott is constantly learning, right? Scott has built multiple e-commerce brands, right? You have Scott and, and you're learning every day. Like you're asking me about Etsy stuff and I'm asking you about Etsy every stuff. Day. Like, and you're like in the Facebook groups and you're learning, you're constantly, you're learning and that's why you've been successful. So it's a 100%. compound effect and sellers, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're struggling right now, just be more, just continue to be curious and just learn, search for more information, more information. Cause this, this e-commerce, this ocean of e-commerce is huge and there's more to uncover. Uh, every layer there's more and there's more and there's more. So just follow guys like Scott on YouTube and let's, let's do that real quick. Let's wrap up for the sake of time. Scott, what are you doing now? How are you, you're teaching people, you're coaching people. You also got your Etsy shop going on. What do you, uh, where can yeah. you direct people yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say, I mean, the Everbee group has, I mean, you've been amazing for allowing us to go in there. I say us, it's myself and 
um, you know, uh, Chris, who's my, my business partner, Debbie, um, you know, so we've been in there, but, um, I've been primarily in there and really just wanting to help. So I would say, you know, the Everbee group is perfect place. That's kind of where I'm hanging out. Uh, my own group, which is uh, rock your brand, um, the podcast you can find on iTunes at, uh, you know, rock your brand, or just go to brandcreators.com And that's my, my website. Um, and that, you know, YouTube, just go on YouTube and I'm, I'm there under brand creators. So, you know, I do always come from a place of, I want to give first before anyone would ever invest in me for a coach or for hiring me for anything. So usually when people come to me, they're like, you know, can I hire you to do some one-on-one? -on -one? And I'm like, you don't, let's do this first. Like go here, watch these videos, whatever. Cause I want to make sure that what I'm delivering to you is valuable. And I want to make sure that we're the right fit, but honestly, I want to go back to one thing that you said before we do wrap up is you said, learn, keep learning. And I agree with you, but there's one piece that a lot of people don't do. And that is they don't take the action on the learning. Learn. It's great. Okay. But we got to put it in motion. Okay. Because if we don't put it in motion, nothing is going to happen. Learning is easy to be honest with you. Like we love consuming. We love consuming that content. But it's the doing mm -hmm. is what really kind of holds us back because it's like, well, I don't know. Are my images good enough? Should I wait till I post them? Is my is my design good enough? Should I wait until I post it? It's always those things. Post it and then adjust, right? And learn from the data, yeah. right? Once you start getting those Etsy ads running, five bucks a day, two bucks a day, you're going to get data. And then we can start evaluating the data and start learning a little bit more about that. So yes, I agree. Learn. But I also agree, learn and then apply and right. then see some results, learn a little more about what just happened and then keep refining and tweaking as, as you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll share it to, I'll link to all of Scott's information in the, in the show notes and also in the bio for the YouTube video, if you guys watching on YouTube, uh, so you guys have all that there. Um, Scott, last question, awesome. where can people like, um, you have a solid mindset, business mindset, and you obviously have read a lot of books. You probably consume a lot of business related content for people trying to level up their business game. Maybe this is their first or second go at business. Where would you uh, suggest somebody to, what should they read? What should they consume? Well, first off, I've got a book that I've wrote. It's called the take action effect. So I would say, read that one. That's oh, cool. my whole story, by the way, that's from when I was making seven bucks an hour until until I, uh, you know, got to a seven figure point, um, in my life. But, um, yeah, that's on Amazon. You can check that out. It's I'll link to take it. action effect. Wrote that about four years ago now. Yeah. But, um, I would say the one book that made the most impact on me, and I still go back and read this book usually once per year. And if not, I'll audio book it. Uh, and it's the compound effect mm. the compound effect. I believe it's Darren Hardy. Darren Hardy yeah. It's all about these small little, these small little, you know, action steps that build on each other. Um, and it's, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, one of my, uh, you know, virtual mentors for years. Uh, he, he said something, uh, years ago called can I constant and never ending, you know, improvement. So, mm. uh, those are really things that stuck with me. So it's the compound effect. It's a short book, do the audio book if you want. Um, but I would definitely recommend that because it really gets you in the mindset that you don't have to do it all right now. You just have to do small things, but you have to do them and then they'll build on each other. Absolutely. Love it. Um, Scott, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. We'll have to have you on again to like maybe jump into specific topics on Etsy too very soon. Uh, but seriously, sure. appreciate you.
Yeah, Cody. Hey, well, thank you, man. Thank you for uh kind of kind of pushing me in, honestly, because uh, you know, you and I talked a little bit. So uh you had said, Scott, I think you need to, I think you have to come in and help some people. And uh, and you're the one that actually got me to get pushed into uh in, in a in a gentle way into Etsy. And I'm so glad I did. And I love this community and um I'm I'm looking forward to helping and learning and sharing and as much as I can in 2023 and beyond. I love it, man. And I can't speak enough like good things about you, to be honest. Like the way that you said it, you said that you'd like to add value first before you take anybody's money or take anybody's like take anybody on for anything. And I couldn't, I couldn't say it better, right? Like you, you've you've done that. I've seen you do it over and over and over again with all the free content and free value that you give. Uh, so I am personally grateful for, and Everbee is grateful, but also I know that like on behalf of like the whole community, Everbee and also just Etsy community that you haven't even reached yet, by the way, um, they're going to be very grateful for kind of like the value that you're adding to the community. So thank you again, man. And um, well, I'll talk to you soon. High five, man. Okay, man. See you. Andrea Raymond, she has been selling on Etsy since 2014. Super fun episode. We dive into the details of her business. We talk about production. We talk about cash flow. We talk about how she manages all of this while being pregnant with her first baby. Here's a clip from today's show. It's so hard to say because in February, like, okay, so like I always give this example, we do 45% of our revenue in November and December. And so like we will do $30,000 or whatever in November and December. <laughs> or whatever we're, whatever it is for yep. the year, it's always right around 45, 50%. And then in February, we'll, we'll do like 2000 Yep. because it's just completely dead. And so it's, it is a drastic difference based on the time of the year. Again, this podcast is brought to you by Everbee. Everbee is the growth tool that helps Etsy sellers find winning products and gets more sales for Etsy. Uh, with Everbee, you can see the revenue estimates. You could see the monthly sales of a listing and how much it's generating. You could see the tags that each listing is using to actually drive that SEO and get those sales. Everbee shows you the keyword search volume that helps you understand what people are actually typing in that search bar, what are they searching for, and then what are they actually buying? Okay, it's the tool that you guys need to be using to grow your Etsy business. Sign up for free, everbee.io. All right, jump into today's episode. Okay, see you over there.